dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. It's Black Friday. Oh, boy. And seeing it's Black Friday, let's talk about black. I mean black. I mean, how dark do you go in your games? As in, I don't know, the feeling, the the premise, the, the description of the things you talk about in your game. There are inherent problems with that, both social and mechanical. But if you want to evoke the really, really dark stuff, how do you do that without being totally gross? I mean, totally... You know what I'm saying? Just disgusting. I mean, it's it's a, a a game master's job to be descriptive. That's how they know about the world. And the more descriptive you are, and the more you can get them drawn into the story, into the game, the better. But where's the line? That's what I'm saying. Where's the line? How do you... How do you do it? How shall I say? How do you do it in a a descriptive, atmospheric, and classy way? Let's talk more about that after this. Okay, I know you have certain game systems, such as Call of Cthulhu, or Chill, or or other ones like that, usually involving eldritch horrors or something like that, that the power of description is paramount. It, it's very, very... You, it, it's the whole thing, actually. I used to run Call of Cthulhu short, a short, for a short while, and I like Call of Cthulhu for the character interaction. I'm mostly about the role-playing and character interaction thing of the side of the game. Although I do, as I said before, I do like to roll my dice because dice is chance, and, you know, that just sort of pushes it in another direction. Encounters, role-playing, whatever, you know. But those kind of games rely, in fact, that's the bread and butter, the meat, the meat and the drink of the whole experience is interacting with these characters and rolling the dice to find out which direction it's going to go. So as a game master, you use your powers of description and talk with the players back and forth to provide sort of an atmosphere. But what if you've got some situation that goes really, really dark and I'm talking about social issues dark here, for, for one. Let's start with that. And you got to draw the line somewhere, as far as I'm concerned. Because you can't, you know, there, there's all, you know, it's, you know, for all the talk about, you know, what's permitted in gaming and social contract and all that, you just, it's just something you should do, you know? I don't need somebody to come out with a, a book, hi Monty, about 
social interaction in games and what you should and shouldn't do to tell me how far I can go. Because I, I'm i a person, I'm a human, I have my own standards, I have my own, you know, there are things that I don't want to see and I don't want to subject other people to. So how do you do that? See, as a film buff, I've I've always known about you know, censorship and the Hays Code and the, you know, censorship in Hollywood in the film industry and stuff like that over the years, the history of that. And, you know, as much as they balk about it, as much as you balk about it and say, oh, censorship is not good for artistic expression and all that stuff. Actually, there is a point where it's good. Censorship is good. You know why? It forces people to think. It forces creative people to think out of the box and do something in such a way where they can express their idea without going over the line, without, without, because you say, see, you can't show this, you can't do this. Okay, let's find another way to do it. And that's what they call getting crap past the radar. Because if you watch a lot of movies like I do, You've seen a lot of times where they do have controversial things. They get in movies, only they do it in such a subtle way that it gets past the censors. It gets past all these people. And you know what? They're doing it in a classy way. And that's what Game Masters should do. Find a way to describe something, say, oh, an encounter with a with a wild beast like a bear and you find a body and you describe it in a certain way that would convey the horror of it at the same time, not getting into blood and guts and all that kind of stuff. See, this is what, this is one of the reasons I like horror films, but one of the reasons I don't like, like the current, the I don't like slasher films. I really don't care for them. I've seen, I mean, I've, I go through the exploitation films and I run into one every once in a while and I'll dutifully watch it, but it's like, I don't take it seriously. And I don't, I don't go out of my way to look for these movies. That's what I'm saying. And because I like inference, I like, I like, I'm going to fall back on the film analogy a lot in this episode because it just, it's apt the okay i really like the classic horror films the universal and such and they knew how to take it so far and no farther and they could infer stuff that would happen that they don't have to explain and this is the kind of thing you should do another one our over at RKO, there's a producer val luton he put out about nine films that were technically horror films but they were so atmospheric and he knew how to infer in infer in in his movies and he could really scare you without showing you any kind of monster or anything and that's the kind of thing you should do i mean they always to me it's always show not tell that's a good even in literature it's show not tell don't don't you know disc, you in your because in in role playing games you're having trouble it's kind of like you got to describe it to them. It's almost like literature don't, show don't tell, where you just say what happens, 
instead of saying, well, this, that, and the other thing, you know, beating around the bush about it. But in role playing, you got to do the same thing because you are the you're the camera. If if you're gonna if we're gonna use a film analogy, you're the camera. You're the director and the camera, and what the camera sees, you gotta you gotta convey to the players. So you think about it. You think about the atmosphere you you've set up. Hopefully, you've set up an atmosphere by this time. They're in the game. And you think about, and you use your voice, use your words, choose your words carefully. Now, I'm not saying, you know, just self-censor yourself all the time, but think about what you're talking about. Look at what you're talking about. Somebody got mauled by a bear. How would you describe that? Somebody got cut up by some kind of madman. How would you describe that? Would you just go into... Well, they just, I mean, you can see the entrails and visceral stuff coming out of their body or their brains breaking up and stuff like that. Or would you say something like, the amount of blood in this area is unbelievable. You cannot, you cannot imagine the horror that is on the face of that body. It's, it's something I don't even think the mortician's going to wipe off. The eyes stare out in terror and the mouth that's hung open in, in mid scream. That's the kind of thing you got to do. That's that, that conveys the horror of the situation, which out without, you know, getting into slasher territory without getting into the, the blood and guts. And that's a classy way to do it. If you do it that way, I guarantee you your players will remember it for quite a while. I mean, they'll they'll describe oh that guy got mauled the bear he was all torn up and so you know they'll they'll but but if you describe it like that that will make an impression in their brain, in their mind, that they're not going to forget for a long time. So take that with you. And I'm going to go start my day. It's Black Friday, so that means I avoid the stores. And so I'm sure you you may or may not. So have a good Black Friday. And if you want to talk to me about this or anything, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. And I would like to thank my patrons. We, do, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I really do appreciate it, guys. I really do. You know, it's Thanksgiving season, and I give thanks to things like this. I also give thanks to Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Walring, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, and Dan Craig for being my supporters. I thank you guys. Don't forget Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albert Podcast and Dan Craig's Jung Grognard, Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.